0: Howdy. Howdy, what's up? We're about to, we're about to try to accomplish another episode here on the train that keeps on a chugging the currency podcast. That's not an official tagline. Don't tell anybody that that's what it is. Don't be like, I listened to this podcast called currency. It's kind of like the train that keeps on a chugging a little bit in the words of the person that puts it on i am the person that puts it on um and because of how specific i like to get in describing myself that's what makes me the person that puts it on are you going to be a person that puts it on that's what i call my audience where the people that put it on are the thing instead of like instead of you know other exam instead of examples of other people calling their audience a thing um it's difficult to get specific when i don't feel like going that far like going that extra mile to be extra specific like i don't necessarily feel like being extraordinary and then sometimes it's just easier to fall back on the ordinary when i instead of uh, oh i got to put on some pizzazz like provide a specific example you know how much you know how pizzazz a specific example gets said the the person that puts it on um but that's me i saw a movie yesterday in the theaters i haven't done this in a while i don't do this that often and it's i saw the northmen probably because of all of the interest that i have recently in the hollow earth theory i wanted to watch this movie because i heard that it was sort of it dealt with myth and is about the northmen it seemed like it's a seems like this movie is about a collection of stories, maybe about Eric the Red, where it's like, I think Eric the Red is the one who went to Iceland first, or is one of the first explorers that went there. Because when they discovered Iceland, like the Vikings or whoever discovered Iceland before they went over to North America, but like, Iceland was this undiscovered island for a while, even though there were people already living on it for for centuries uh it was an undiscovered island and then it's just like and then there came a point in history where we're like okay it's okay to say that we discovered it or something like it went undiscovered but that for centuries even though people were living there and had been discovering it and rediscovering it for years and centuries the island of iceland but no matter none of that mattered until we're like now it's okay to discover it i don't know if it's like eric the red is credited with discovering iceland that might be it he's like one of the first people to go but like after he went to iceland eric the red was really interested in discovering new worlds all all up in that area like in the north but this is the northmen is a movie about viking lore and it's just about myth itself, but kinda like what results in them making this movie is that it's a it, the movie itself kind of ends up a picture or an image of a of a myth captured in the idea of the main characters, like the Northmen itself is a myth, and it's the myth that it is is the collection of all the things that they showed in the movie. Where it's just kind of like Eric the Red and whatever, whatever is going on with Vikings and whatever they discovered up in the north, because they're credited with like discovering Iceland and then like, uh, North, North America, uh, in Canada or whatever. And they're like, they're all up in that area. It's kind of mythical, whatever they accomplish anyway. So it's like, um, but what what interests me about going going to this movie and then leaving it is how how boring it, real life is real life is very boring in comparison to a movie but like there's that thing when you go to a movie theater and then when the movie's done it's kind of awkward or like the movie is done and for a split second when the movie ended i felt like i was on the same team as everybody in the theater but, like, I didn't let that thought inhabit my mind or linger. I just walked out of the theater before um, I felt a false sense of unity with the people I just witnessed this event with. Because it's, like, it's no small thing that, I, that you witness with a movie because it's just, like, a, a fictionalized scenario. Well, it's, like, this epic that lasted for over two hours and it's portraying this world that is, like, really full of heroes and action and all this crazy shit that doesn't happen in real life. And so it's really uh, uh, amazing that anybody on Earth is inspired to put together this movie, like, devote that much time and energy to making this epic movie. Like, how do you get inspired enough to, like, try to recreate whatever the Vikings were doing? Um, But, like... And so the the inspiration involved and and then inspiring inspiring events that become inspiring to that inspire people um did it and then it might inspire me to do something uh i mean like hypothetically that might happen but like i might be inspired by the movie but it's like then i walked then i walked out of the theater and into real life and that's that's what's shocking about that that thing where you leave a movie theater is that, like... Then you go into your real life where none, nothing is idealized. Because when somebody makes a movie, they've collected a lot of... They've really cut out all the boring parts, and it's just so much better than the world. But, like, real life is really boring in comparison to what's going on in The Northmen. And, um, like, real life is never... Is never that much about fate or destiny. Like I don't ever have to make a choice between like my loved ones and then fighting my enemies to the death or like that really doesn't happen very often for me, um, is what I've found. And so like, it's too bad that real life is boring as shit, but that's what's like, that's what's crazy about movies. And then there's, um, and so that's what's crazy about that's what's crazy about movies. But they're like, um, cinema as an entire genre is uh, really really overwhelming. But it's like you never get to the point where you're like, we don't even need movies. But sometimes when I'm watching movies, like there like th- there's a scene in every movie that's about um, like Vikings or dirty people of the north, but basically Vikings where the where a viking is eating soup really like and looks really dirty and uh is like not considering that they're eating soup because they're just like a viking and then they're just like shoving it into their face and beard like there's one of those scenes in every one of these viking movies or tv shows there's at least one and it's like moments like that in movies make me think that maybe we didn't even need movies to begin with Like, maybe some of the hidden treasures of cinema don't need to be found, such as like a Soupy Beard core. When and when that plays out, this is like we're in a a Soupy Beard era of sorts. My question is, why don't they why haven't they made that movie that's just like the whatever the 30 second clip of a Viking shoving porridge into their face while they're talking to somebody, but then. Extend that out for two hours so that it's a two-hour movie of just that thing happening. Like, I wouldn't go and watch that. Just my problem is why Why haven't they made that movie yet? You've done everything else. It's not like Captain America exists in reality. And a Viking eating soup aggressively for two hours in a row also doesn't exist in reality. I don't see, I don't see what the problem is. You can make that movie. Why doesn't somebody, um, I mean, it probably wouldn't make a lot of money and then you call it soupy beards, but then unfortunately it turns out that it's a romantic comedy about beards, but not the facial hair, like, you know, beards. And then that's what it turns out to be and then that would i mean if it was a romantic comedy maybe it makes more i mean people are like oh that's kind of quirky uh probably any movie that wasn't 2 hours of somebody um pouring soup and you know, like shoving a soggy bread into a sweaty beard would make more money than that movie that was 2 hours about um of somebody or a viking <laughs> Somebody or say a Viking or say a, a person or, I mean, it's either somebody or a Viking that did it. We got to f- figure out who the culprit is. Um, but it's like, it would be difficult. I wouldn't want to be a Captain America in a movie, like have to portray that. That just seems like such a difficult task. Like, who is Captain America enough in reality that they're, like, actually going to pull it off on screen? That's not, that's not that easy. Or is it just easy to pretend to be a superhero? Uh, it can't be that easy to, like, I would find it maybe exhausting to try to continue to be a man. Like, you have to pull off man the entire movie. Maybe I'm just not enough of a man to do that but it's like there's being a man and then there's like being the guy that looks like a man um like putting on a man that's not that sounds exhausting to me like um for example people who are in a motorcycle gang and these people exist uh maybe few of fewer of them exist now than did in like the 70s But they still have organized biker gangs, right? They probably just don't have as much power as they did where it's like in the 70s, the Sons of Anarchy or the, I mean, the Hell's Angels. Now it's like, now it's like the biker gangs are, that exist are just in TV shows because they're not for real. But it's almost like, to me, as far as I picture it, the life of somebody in a biker gang is has got to probably play out something like a tv show like if you have to maintain being tough all the time that would be exhausting that's what i'm picturing is that like really in real life being in a biker gang would suck because you would have to be tough and be a man you'd have to like pull that off for everybody if you're wearing like a sleeveless leather jacket and riding a chopper around um i feel like that would be exhausting to like maintain that identity but i guess i guess that's just like people i guess some people just do that it's almost like um it's just that like looking like a man i guess some people it's it's just the case that like well if you know if you're the alpha then you don't even think about that you are is that real to me, it seems like maybe it's a little bit of a myth, but then you're not the alpha. If you, th- if you are taking time to analyze whether you are, then you aren't. But it's like, I mean, obviously, that's the way that it is. But it's just that don't tell me that in biker gangs, there isn't the guy that they make fun of. Like, how much would it suck if you were the guy in the biker gang that people picked on? for, like, not being tough enough. Or it's, like, within the gang... Like, there's no way that these biker games... There's, like, ten people who wear leather jackets and they're in a biker gang. And they drive around on their motorcycles. Vroom, vroom, vroom! Just for fun. And they're like, We love this. We love doing this. This is our fun little game in life. We're all pals and we like to ride. I mean, I'm not trying to make fun of motorcyclists. Uh... Bicyclists, because they ride bikes, right? That I guess they're you could call them bicyclists too. Um, when it's just a group of guys and they're riding those bikes around, they're riding their hogs, and they're just like, not anymore. Are we gonna give a fuck? Like, do you you got it? There's got to be some sort of initiation to get into a biker gang. It's just that like, it can't possibly be the case that it's if it's ten guys in a biker gang that they all respect each other equally but that's that's the way that i that you would probably preconceive it or how you're supposed to is that every one of them is so tough and that they've earned everybody's respect so much because they're all bikers and because they wear that leather jacket but like what defeats that is that there has to be the guy that everybody makes fun of and how much would it's how much does it suck to be that and in real life and those people do exist in real life they exist right now there's like the biker the biker gang member who's like 40 but he make gets made fun of by everybody else and how much would it suck when your identity is to be so tough when uh your peers are telling you that you don't belong but like then the person stays in it he's really no i do belong um it's just like even if you aren't the guy that gets picked on in the biker gang. um, And don't deny that that's happening for and how much does life suck for that person that that is having that happen? <laughs> because your life is a lie and you know it in your heart because but like, I mean, it doesn't doesn't really matter, I guess, because you're still like doing the thing. So it's like you do end up belonging as long as you keep doing it. As long as you keep wearing that leather jacket, uh, this goes out to you, guy that that applies to that all of that criteria. You meet that criteria, that a kind of person I've been talking about, the guy who's in the biker gang that gets made fun of. This goes out to you, dude. Like, stay strong. It's on my heart, I guess, to speak to you and like. So there's probably like a few bikers that are just weeping tears over uh, my beautiful messages from my heart to them today i would imagine at least a few in every out of every like 50 people there's at least two bikers is what science came out and said recently and they're like and that is a fact and um it's good on it's good on science that they're still still keeping their name in the game like did you know that um do you know that haters don't even know shit um science just came out with a press release recently and and made that statement that they're like fucking haters don't even know shit and um so i guess science proved it did you know that they made that press press release uh just recently and um speaking of when and speaking of the motorcyclists that chop their way across the country On their chopperinos, they don't give a fuck. They're like, and by the way, we still don't give a fuck. Like when they walk into a bar, um, or they're like, "I'll take a rum and coke," but I don't give a fuck about it. It could have been anything. So, do you see this? Like, I and do they show their arms or something? Do you see my biceps? That's because I ride bikes. Don't question me, ma'am. And so to me, I picture that. I feel like it would be exhausting to, um, it, w- it would be exhausting to put on being a man constantly. But it's like I feel like there's got to be a lot of actors in Hollywood that when they're tasked with acting like a man, like I don't think that that makes you a man. I feel like you have to be a little bit gay if you are good at playing like quintessential men in movies because like acting like a man is not real, that really doesn't like substitute being a man but then there's people that are like actually dominant and then they do both of those like really being a man and or like uh there's putting it on because it's not like putting it on makes you not a man. Like acting like a man does sorta of make you one. It's just that like um I'm talking about I'm talking about like if you're if you're good at acting like a man, you're probably maybe a little bit gay, like Jim in the office. He's gotta be at least a little bit gay, right? That kind of thing where it's like he's playing such a straight guy so well for so long. Like that doesn't mean that is like that does not make uh, the actor a man in real life. Obviously, you would already know because he's playing a character. But like, it's just that people do that in regular life, not for TV shows, not for movies. Um, where they will just play a straight guy, and um, I mean, I've I have been guilty of that in in the past. <laughs> I just mean like always being a straight, always being a straight guy because like if you're trying really hard to be a straight guy, you're probably gay, but I'm not, I'm not the first person in the world to say things like this or like you, you should already know. This shouldn't come as a shock to you. If somebody is like overtly trying to be straight, then, I mean, I've heard Chris D'Elia say that. Uh, like years and years ago like every, every people already know that that is the case it's just that like um, putting it on I'm not saying that that guy is I know that he's married to Emily Blunt but that doesn't doesn't necessarily mean anything if you want to see something interesting watch Larry King's interview of John Krasinski because Larry King uh, tears him to shreds but you wouldn't really, you wouldn't necessarily know that in just watching the interview if you're not somebody who thinks very critically. Like, uh, like I think very critically about interviews or sometimes, and it's that's just what I do sometimes or all the time. I'm a critical thinker. I critique people, and it's not even a good thing. Like, it's too, I'm, I'm maybe a little bit judgmental. That's maybe what I'm saying, like criticize things. But, like, I watch an interview between Larry King and John Krasinski, and I'm just like, I'm uh, analyzing how John Krasinski reacts to the questions because Larry King is just a pro at interviewing and has been doing it for years and years. And he actually asks really pointed questions that can be embarrassing. Like, he's really – Larry King is an amazing interviewer. And in my opinion, John Krasinski didn't hold up well in this interview – um like to me it was so bad i had to pause it and just like think about what what was just said in the interview like it was very to me it was very cringe to watch that interview but most people would watch it because based on what the comments on the video said they're like john krasinski is just the most wholesome guy like the like they watched the interview and thought nothing of it but i i watched it i was like Wow, Larry King is really going after him. But like it doesn't look like that on the surface if you're not really if you don't watch a ton of interviews, which I do, because I'm because I'm smart. Because I'm an aficionado of interviews and uh because of that aficionadoity that that quality that I have that I take with me around to places, that I bring to places, I'm like, uh, maybe you didn't know, but in just by the way that I appear and present myself, maybe you could have figured out that I have a certain officiagnodicity that is uh, contagious, that hopefully you'll catch yourself. That's what I say. Hopefully not. But uh, why was I talking about that? Just because I'm being a tool? Um... Any one thing that I'm talking about is just because I'm, I'm trying to gain an advantage over somebody else in the world. Like, now I have to put somebody down. It, like, it can't just be uh, positivity, I guess. Like, I'm not positive enough. I can't, like, if you don't have anything to good, don't s- anything good to say, then don't say to good any good thing at all. Um, if you don't have anything good to say, then you don't say anything that I didn't get the memo because... It's like, oh, I ha- I'm i saying something. Of course it's at somebody else, the behest of somebody else, or like somebody else is losing. I'm just kidding. It's not really, I don't do that that often. I don't have to tear people down to build myself up because I'm not a loser, at least not all of the time. I don't always win, but this must be, this must be my problem. What I'm analyzing, uh, being a man, uh, it's just that like the actions that make you look like a man obviously doesn't make you one. And so I'd like to explore this. It's just that the idea of a man is maybe that can that can just get into myth itself. Or it's like a it's kind of a religious thing where the Bible I mean, I won't talk about why the Bible influences us to live, like, monogamous relationships because we always uphold the Bible to be important and true. And, like, the setting of the Bible is a monogamous relationship between one man and one woman. And, like, we always seem to find that important as long as we live within the era defined by Christ, which is the, the time period that we live in. Uh, We always find it important the marriage, but I don't want to talk about religious things because if you talk negatively about a person's beliefs, then people don't like you because you can't talk about people's beliefs because it's so sacred when somebody believes something for some reason, even though it isn't like, why is it sacred that somebody believed something? It's not. It's just sacred when lots of people believe it. Like, when lots of people have the religion, that's when you can't cross the beliefs of the religion. That's when, like, the, the people around you get angry at you uh, just to protect you, really, because you're like, don't, because they're like, don't cross the power. Don't cross, like, the power and resources of this large group of people that believes this because that, those are their beliefs. But you're not supposed to cross beliefs because of the adverse reactions you'll get in return because beliefs are so deep-seated like belief itself is such a deep issue for you to believe something apparently apparently like believing something is so amazing that you always have the right to just like get pissed or fight back when somebody says something against what you believe um and so what am i saying i'm saying that i don't am i saying it doesn't matter i i'm just getting into it territory of, um, douchery. So let me, uh, let me decelerate on the douchery for just a second and, um, not talk about what it means for somebody to believe something. And it's the same thing as that beard that, um, that gets soup collected in it. That's a Viking. Uh, going along with that line of speech, um, what else was I going to say today? It doesn't matter. I think that this is just f- uh, this is just freeform, you know, like what ABC family is now. That's what this is. It's freeform. And who knows what kind of programming that they have under the name f- Freeform under the flagship Enterprise known as Freeform. But let me talk about currency or something. Let me talk about um, currency. It's just that in the um, in the Patriot, when they um, in the Patriot, when it was when it's Mel Gibson and his son, and they're like they eat an apple at the same time. You know that scene in the movie The Patriot. Um, like, congratulations. I guess that that's what makes you a man, is when you eat an apple at the same time as somebody who's the same as you, just a different generation. Like, two generations of the same lineage, eating an apple simultaneously, that's what makes you a patriot, is what the movie The Patriot speaks to me among other things but it's like wow there's such it's like there's such men that they didn't even consider eating that apple but they did it at the same time like you know and they like it's so simple and so beautiful because they're just motivated by hunger i guess that's what happens when you get hungry you eat an apple at the same time as your dad They're, I mean, that's just, they're, like, so primitive. And in some senses, that's maybe what makes you an American, I guess, as long as that's, that's one of the things that's patriotic about Mel Gibson and his family line is, like, when, like, they're both eating. I mean, they're right next to each other. They both ate that apple. I mean, I guess that the, I guess the movie is just talking about Uh, that people were stupider back, people were more animalistic. I mean, obviously that same thing could happen now. It's just that I've never seen that in real life. That's just one of those things that only happens in movies. It's the same thing where it's like, real life is actually very boring. Like, it really struck me how different, how, uh, like, I've never, it's kind of weird. I've never walked out of a movie really thought that. But I have thought, like, it's kind of weird to walk out of a movie just back into life. I think that's because life is so, doesn't match up with that movie at all. And so, it's just like, the movie is a motion picture. It's a collection of images that, uh, did you know that? It's a collection of images. Have you ever heard that before? You probably haven't, because... um, And it really took me to open your eyes to see. Oh, it's like a motion picture. Just kidding. It didn't really take me for you to say, to notice this collection of images. It's just that, like, leaving the theater. But, you know, they eat that apple, and I'm I'm convinced. I guess they're, as long as they weren't thinking about it. But that's why, that's what I'm saying is, like, if you're in the Northman and you're the lead character of that, you have to do all these things that, like, they look like a man and then, I mean, act like you're not thinking about it. Even though if you're, like, acting in a movie, you are thinking about it because you're putting, you're choosing to put on a character the entire th- time. So, like, that would be exhausting to me to, to like, uh, try to make it so that definitely everyone who would watch this would perceive you to be a man. It's just that perceptions suck so much like trying to th- think about what somebody else would perceive you to be is not the way that life is supposed to be lived and yet like you it's not that hard to get in the territory of looking trying to look like a man the way that other people would perceive it it's it's just that like that's what happens in real life sometimes is is that uh, obviously uh maybe it's just an inundation with too many netflix shows inundation with so much entertainment that you can get that they're just like pictures of things like pictures of a man that you watch in entertainment and movies, it would be easy to start like uh I mean where that would be interfering with your life where I mean if you if you're influenced by TV and movies enough where it's like a man acting like a man be or just i mean influence of actors or acting itself. Like, that definitely influences people or, like, it brings about more of a world where acting is important. And so then it might interfere. It's just, I would like to go after the person who's like, yeah, well, you don't even, if you, you don't know what it's like to be an alpha because what it's like to be one you don't even think about it. It's just that like if you are saying something like that because I've heard this from people in some people say this like I've heard I've I've seen it and I've heard it and it's it's real. Not really anybody that I know just kind of like in in movie or somebody that I see in interviews like people like people on YouTube or that are in the public sphere that they're like when you're in the public sphere, you're kind of putting on a persona. I just think that it's kind of unintelligent if you say that you're the person that is so alpha that you don't even consider that you wouldn't be one. And then anybody who isn't like that, you're just on the outside looking in, then you don't know what it's like. Um, But that's what the whole, that's what the whole thing is about is like, or or that's what people don't like about alphas is like the people that want to criticize alphas, bring it to the forefront To tell people, like, um, you should really consider that people perceive you to be an alpha and then it fucks with the entire thing, like, making somebody aware. But that's kind of like, I mean, that's sort of like what a woman does for a man. And exemplified in the Adam Adam and Eve story is, like, making a man aware of the thing that they do. I mean not that a woman can't be made aware of something that makes her look womanly it's just more like I feel like women don't care as much about looking like a woman not that I know this is an a dumb thing to talk about as a one guy on a podcast especially in today's climate I couldn't speak on whatever experience of a woman so try to compare that like but like women are always getting on men for like you're not a I mean you better be a man. You know, you know how that works. I just don't like. I don't really. I don't care about that. Um. I'm just saying that it's better to uh, leave the world where you're trying to look like a man. That's my whole point. Is that you really would never be an alpha if you were trying to look like a man, is what I'm saying. Um if you're trying to look like one like no th- oh it's just it's so it would it's just so easy to try to look like a man in a world that emphasizes male role models or like who do you look up to or everybody seems to think that you need to have a positive dad or something and if you don't have a positive dad then you're going to be looking for one or and this whole search would make you not an alpha, like searching for a male role model, the person who looks like a man enough so that you can emulate them, so that you can be a man. Like emulating a man, that is not as much being a man as just ignoring that whole drama of trying to look like one. Ignoring the drama is better. But like, at what point are you able to ignore the drama? Uh, uh, Maybe, I mean, that's, that's everybody's individual fight if if you're a man it's just that like uh being a man it's good to have young men who lead other men or like i don't think that that matters like you don't need to narrow it down or specify it to like a man i don't think if you're like a young man looking for a leader man that's a dumb thing to look for potentially like I don't want to speak out of turn. I'm just saying like I don't think it'll ever be fulfilling to try to re- try to recreate like be the same thing as another man that you see like trying to recreate the image of a man for other people is never going to is never fulfilling or at least it's not as good of a thing to do. Um it's just like this assumption that there's like I it, like, role models themselves, I guess, I kind of have a problem with. Isn't that earth-shattering this morning that you heard me say that? Your earth better be shattered once you found out that me or any person in the world had that thing to say. And so, hopefully, reality for you is completely different as a result of some of the messages that you've heard. And, um, like, it's... Uh, I guess people would have a problem with that, right? What I'm saying, where they'd be like, you can't, I'm just kind of criticizing the reality of a man, but they're coming, they came out with that movie Men, or they're coming out with it. And it's just that at the point that society is creating works of art that are titled a thing like that is the point that society is processing that enough. They're like throwing it out into the open when it's like, Uh, blockbuster enough of a movie that, uh, like, everybody knows that it exists. I'm saying that this movie gets enough visibility because, like, whatever, whoever's producing it, it gets thrown in everybody's face enough that, like, I know that there's a movie called Men. Like, that's the point at which society is sort of processing the idea, or, like, that's an overt criticism of the entire uh, reality, the entire genre of men, is to make a movie about men, and this movie is also, like, probably a negative picture of them or it highlights some of the negative qualities that would be represented in all men. I definitely want to see it because, to me, that's something that that movie has to be about, is that it's, like, a criticism of the culture of men themselves. And so there would be a lot of people who would be upset about me saying, like, uh, or, it like, saying something about being a man because like you should try to, because people would say you should try to be a man. But I feel like, isn't that the problem or that's what a lot of comedians go after that. Like Bill Burr will go after that by saying that he has this bit where he's like, I think it's him. He has this bit where he's like, I'm going to carve a pumpkin. And he's like, I wanted to carve a pumpkin. And then he went to Walmart or wherever that there were pumpkins. And then he was like, going to reach in to get it. But then in his head, he heard, someone say, like, oh, what are you, a pussy? You're going to carve a pumpkin? And so then he walked out of Walmart without buying one. Because, and everybody loves that bit, and they love Bill Burr for saying things like that, because it's, like, a landmark moment in society that somebody is mentioning. Like, the problem of always looking like a man to the point of, like, oh, I can't carve a pumpkin, or, or whatever. And really just, like uh crying where anybody could see you like it's assumed that men shouldn't be crying and now there's a lot of people a lot of comedians that are they talk about that they cry and i find that that is obnoxious but like it's more a thing to talk about or like say that you cried and you're cool as a result of that or like because you wouldn't normally say that or you want to look you want to look better than that you would be crying I really kind of think that... Um, but, like, I'm saying that, that society is kind of going after this idea of a man. And then there are a lot of people, probably, like, religious people. Probably Christians don't like that you would say that you're going to, like, get outside of the idea of a man because you should always try to be a man, or th- otherwise you're not being one. Or, like, uh, it's a people would think that it's a degradation of men and then... I mean, but that's what the whole... That's what the whole, uh, gender fluidity thing is about. Like gender fluidity as an idea does, has gained a lot of traction and a lot of popularity, but that's because, uh, like visualizing the, an entire thing to take place on a spectrum, like the spectrum between man and a woman is just a more intelligent way of seeing things. And spectrums are a very useful tool to, uh, analyze things more intelligently or plot out more points of data and see how they're separated. Spectrums are a very useful tool. Spectrums are uh, just an important realm. I, I personally think that science is withering away and spectrums or spectra is a better field than science itself, probably. It's more informative it's more practical. You can see how they play out, but there's just all these areas where like a spectrum is introduced into the equation and it kind of changes a lot of things like, uh, changes our idea of, uh, binary, like a man over here and a woman over here when it's, uh, when it's, because gender fluidity is just somebody is saying that this exists on a spectrum. Don't you realize which it does, or just relative truths. Instead of absolute ones in the area of man versus woman, because it is a spectrum because everybody is like, you're sort of man, sort of woman, like, it just depends on where you fall on the spectrum ultimately. And so that's why I'm saying like, it would be difficult to, it's difficult to be a straight guy all the time. That would be exhausting because that would like, if you always have to try to be a man, then, um... I mean, I guess at some point it would appear uh, inauthentic, especially in the world that we live in. That's just becoming gayer by the day. Or, I like, it's almost like the world would want to see something gay out of you, just so that, just so that you weren't um, trying to make sure you always look straight. But it's just that, like, people will do a bit where they talk about that they cried, like. Um, It's like it's surprising or they're like, I was I saw that and then I was bawling afterward. Like uh, like they're really embattled. I think that you should have to prove it if you're bragging about that you cried. I I just don't know that like crying is something that you should brag about. Maybe you should just let the tears fall in silence. Like that's what it's for. Crying isn't for you to tell it to people later as something that you are proud of. It should, like, if those tears were real, they wouldn't have reached the light of day. Like, keep your tears to yourself. Um, and so is that, like, in the realm of, well, you got to try to be a man. Don't tell somebody that you cried. Like, I'm just saying generally, things that are sad are not they're not for you to bring up later. Like if you're a comedian trying to somehow monetize your tears, Uh, maybe tears aren't meant to be monetized, but, or maybe it just doesn't work out that well. It's just that like, if you're going to tell, if you're going to say to people that you cried, then you should, you should prove it. Like I want, we, we want to see you cry or that's like a better, that's a better thing to say, or a more interesting way of doing it. Like better than a bit where you say like, it's so funny because I cried, I bet that you wouldn't expect that I would. What's better than that is, um, if you just went up on stage and just started crying. Hilarious, right? I, I just like, I, I should end the episode in some way. I guess I'm talking about being a man but just like the way that people people uh emulate the image of a man. It's just that like what you, it's but Christians would be upset about it because like Christ is a man and the whole religion is based around like being the best man. And so it's kind of weird probably if you're a woman. But I mean if you're a woman, I mean everybody in the church is the bride of Christ. But um like just just offshooting talking about Christians momentarily but like being a man uh, uh, trying to look like one trying to collect something together uh trying to collect something together to be one it's interesting to me how everybody on the planet maintains maintains conversational relevance like You don't have to, you don't have to be a man because you, if you're a man, you already are doing that, but it, it's kind of like you kind of have to, you have to create something out of nothing. Like if you want to take up responsibility as a man or as a woman, where women are like men and men are like women, if you want to take responsibility, you have to kind of be something in life. And so, I am a quality assurance specialist professionally, and I haven't said that on this podcast before just because i didn't I don't know how to work it into the thing until until just now. I wasn't really trying to keep it from anybody that well, at the end of the day, I'm just a lowly quality assurance specialist. It's not a fun title to have, so I'm not bringing i'm I'm not bringing it up before this or after this, probably. But it's like I have to become that or I have to go and get a degree or do whatever so that somebody hires me as that. And then once I get that title, then what comes with it are like like prizes, like money, a salary. And so that's something I have to create that didn't exist before for myself. I have to make myself that thing. And um, it's like everybody in the world has to do that. And everybody is creating all the time you creating something out of nothing. You become a title that you weren't to begin with. And, um, it's weird how little credit we give to people for creating things when uh, that's like, as it's just part of survival in the world that we live in. Everybody's creating shit all the time. It's interesting how everybody in the world maintains, um, conversational relevance for themselves and for others. Uh, for themselves and that's something that you have to create like how does how is it that everybody in the world it maintains conversation that's like relevant because you have to talk about things that are at least slightly going on in the world you have to speak to the current climate but that everybody does that at least to some degree like some people are more charismatic some people are better speakers more sociable than others obviously not everybody is great at conversations but everybody creates words that didn't exist before in conversations that are they pertain to like the world or or circumstances different circumstances than previous conversations you've had like you have to come up with new words for new conversations not everybody is good at it but everybody is like trying and everybody mostly like and just across the entire world everybody and because time is new and new things happen And like the new world of people speaking in conversations is also new. And they're talking about things that have happened that they weren't able to talk about. Like in previous conversations they had, you have to create, everybody's creating new conversations. Everybody's creating new words in conversations for people like, and we act like people don't create things or like, I think that the dirty truth is that everybody is creative and then, but then we kind of tend to act like, oh, there's the creative people that are like, but it's like, uh, too much. You're, that's too much having an absolutist view of the people that create things. Or it's like, in order to create something, you have to create a movie when it isn't that way you actually it's just in speaking to people you create words because how does everybody maintain conversational relevance across the entire world like as the world changes people do in in what they're creating just to stay relevant but it's like you have to create in order to connect with people or or survive or do anything and everybody is doing it in order to survive like people create things naturally and so we don't need to make it this big emphasis on like the people who are the creators of content content creators or um like oh or like making a song writing a song and where did it come from how did you do that how like the the process and how amazing it is that somebody created something like uh, i it's just kind of probably a natural or instinctive thing that people do like people are just naturally creative and a lot more naturally creative than what we're giving credit for a lot of the time. And we don't give it credit because we don't want to get into the area of recognizing ourselves to be creative because then that comes with it. Authorities like, Oh, you have to create something good or you're like an artist. Like being creative is different from being an artist. And, um, being creative is different from being an artist. And it's like create, everybody's creating everybody. Like it's kind of, I would say that it's just more an innate human thing. That people are creating then uh then people give it credit for. Like that's I think that everybody is creative. Everybody creates. Unfortunately, that's the case. It's and so the question would be what is the extent of that creation? And it might go like like how much of your world do you get to create around you? I'd say that i i think that if you want to make your life what you want it to be so you like choose your own path or kind of create it or create a persona that like things work for you the way that you want them to uh like i'd say that what would help in recognizing your ability to create the world that you want for yourself would be seeing how everybody's already creative and that you're just, like, people are creating in a conversation all the time, but, like, and that's not nothing, and you, like, you didn't have those words before, and, like, you speak them off the top of your head, like, everybody improvises conversation, but we act, like, so much has to go into being, like, a comedian or something when it's really, like, everybody is is creating new content just by talking to each other, and, um, like, going out and being responsible for the things that you're you're creating or like creating yourself to be something. Um, so it's like being, a, and then being a man, I guess is just kind of an identity that people think that they need to fulfill for other people or like you, they need to see me be a man. Or it's like kind of like being a leader, I guess it's like being a man. And is that necessary to be a man? Like that specifically, like it's that specifically, um, I don't know. I don't know. I think that it's good to be a man or like aim to have that mentality or like put that vibe out there, but you'll probably be less of one if you're always trying to be one and it's like saying that you never got there i like always em if you're always like emulating role models which is so easy to do because you have nothing but examples of it through like the jordan petersons of the world who are like their persona is that they're a dad for everybody like even as a 30 year old it's pretty easy to say i'm not like I'm looking up to, uh, Jordan Peterson. He's my example of a man. Like if I'm that man, then I really am a man. It's easy to have somebody who's ahead of you. And I'm just, I'm just thinking about like, is it, is it beneficial? Like it's, it's nice to have that influence. Of course, it's beneficial to look at the way that Jordan Peterson is a man. and Like, I want to be that man, but it's also like, don't lose sight of that if you're a, if you're a man biologically you're already a man and so there's not like it's not like becoming more like jo- Jordan Peterson or any of these other people in pop culture that you could emulate it's not like being more like them is what's going to make you that but if we get into the territory of like i never had a real father figure or like if you're always searching for one that can be to the detriment of whatever of your quest or it's like just get over that drama are focus on better things realize that you already are a man. And so there's not like a guy that needs to come along to show you how to be one. It's the same as creating. You don't need an example of somebody making content to tell you like what you could be like as a creator. Uh, or it's like, I wish I was creative the way that uh, the entertainers I watch are creative uh, I think that that's already there, and so just recognize your power and your ability to create I th- It's if you like to create things. I'm just saying that that's an inerrant thing, creativity. There are things like this that are inerrant rather than that we have to outsource them to, like, oh, I need an example of it. It's like, there might be too much of that that goes on in the world, and then it creates more just rigmarole, like, rules Like, oh, I have to do the things that this person does, like, you're following rules so that you end up the same as somebody else when that, when that is already within you. And so, like, to produce something, produce who you are for other people, Um, like, it's, it's not, it's not a production It doesn't have to be production. Like you're already naturally producing only what you are able to do all the time. And so, um, it's whatever. Something about morality and morals, but I don't know. Thanks for listening. I should have more. I should have, uh, maybe the next episode I do is like a YouTube reaction videos again. And so thanks for listening. Goodbye.